EDM champions. You look wonderful. We hope you're ready for another incredible episode of Beyond the Beats because this week we're talking about Secret Sky 2, Porter Robinson's virtual festival. We're also spotlighting two friends in Syria who are helping to foster a dance music community in a country ravaged by war. And of course, we got some new tunes from San Holo, Trampa, Rehab, and many more. Let's get right into it. EDM champions, what the fuck is going on? Welcome to episode 96 of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. And ladies and gents, I'm going to have to give a little throwback here to 2011, Ooh. a decade ago now. Can you believe it? But a decade ago, Scream, the main man, OG pioneer of dubstep, dropped a radio-ready dubstep song with Example. Ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions, my on repeat for this week is shot yourself in the foot again. Take a listen. Take that side little face and leave your pride at the door. Because you're never going to touch it no more. Never should have listened to the serpent You shot yourself in the foot again ready dubstep two words i never thought that i would hear together but you know what man when you got screams impeccable production quality and then of course example is such a great artist dude his lyrics always <laughs> like freaking him. fire this is a dope song i have actually never heard this one before seriously but you can just tell oh. yeah yeah you can just tell though this has those 2011 vibes written all over it a, a time of dance music just about to burst everywhere all around the world obviously it was already big in the UK and the European markets, but it was just—it was just brimming. It was just the, the pot was boiling, baby, and people were ready for it. This song is the embodiment of that. I loved it, bro. What, what brought glad. you back to this one, though? Oh, I mean, this is actually uh, everyone can check out my record crate uh, playlist on Spotify. This is in there, so this is definitely one I've always kind of come back to every now and then. But this was a, uh, and I say radio ready because I this really was kind of pretty mainstream in the uk at least when it came out like example oh, yeah. was quite a big name you know scream was at the time but uh this was kind of a song that people who weren't even that into dubstep would be kind of into and so this used to be kind of my hype up song right i'd be listening to this Let's before go. a rugby match like all oh. my friends and i would be like yeah we we would get right right all rowdy to this as well this this track it Look is such guys. a tune. I mean, just, yeah, it's just whenever I feel like I need to get motivated because I had quite a uh, low motivation day, I stuck this on and you know what? I got shit done and I think that's what the song's all about. Can Alec get any more British than this right now? <laughs> Come on, man. This is this is it, baby. This is what I'm talking about. Let's go, man. Let's go. Alec, I'm feeling loosey-goosey. I'm very excited to dive into the new music. And uh, Alec, you know we gotta stop off right here, baby. Let's go. Bro Hug, brand new track called Burn the House. Let's take a listen.
you know, man, I like this song, but it's not my favorite of theirs. Oh. It's not my favorite. You know, I think I think I think you'll agree with me that this is certainly going back to probably the sound that made them quite big, right? Uh, that really allowed them to to blow up. They they've been kind of a little bit divergent in recent times you know expanding the sound a little bit they've been put out right. tons and tons of tunes i mean we oh, yeah. so much so like we just haven't been able to cover it all there's just so many of it right but um i i was definitely impressed with this track just kind of like those really creative samples that they were throwing in there the different elements kind of the fun you know broiness for lack of a better term totally do that totally. comes with the house the base house um i should say but you know I, I i do think they could push the boundaries a little bit more in this up because i do feel like this is something i would have already heard from them so it's a solid release nothing really wrong with it it just wasn't anything new or special what, what do you think dude take a sip for every time alec is down on a song all oh, right dude, i'm gonna i'm gonna eat the bottle for this one then <laughs> alec I got I You know, man, I got to say, I really enjoyed this one a lot because I really feel like Broha kind of brought back those sounds that made them stand out in the first place. And it's, it's very refreshing. You know what I mean? Really fun vocals coupled with that catchy rhythm on that drop. This song, dude, really threw me back to when we saw them at Ultra 2018, baby. <laughs> that's right. You and that's me right. Walking through the gates and we're just getting nutty during their daytime set. This is a party. Is it anything special? No. But can you get down to it and party? Hell yeah. Obviously. Speaking of people oh, okay. who, yeah, uh, right. speak, speaking of artists who people like to party to, all right, let's talk about this. We're talking about rehab, okay? I, I just saw Alex shuddered when I, when I mentioned the name rehab. I'm but having, we're talking a drink. About, we're having a drink. We're, we're talking about rehab. Just teamed up with Andy Grammer again for a brand new track called Close to You. Let's take a listen. I'm putting an embargo, uh, an official Beyond the Beats embargo on oh, yeah. any rehab songs until he shows us he knows what he's doing again. I don't know Ooh. what the fuck he's doing. Uh, this, like the last two tracks, I'm sorry with Andy Grammer, just like, why are we covering this a bit? Please tell me, why are we even talking about this? Dude, you just wanted to see me get amped up about something because yeah, I want to see you get mad. I want to see you get like amped up like you do for your rugby matches back in the day. You know, yeah, well this this actually would be so I'd probably listen to Scream, right? An example of a good hype up song, and then this uh-huh. would just piss me off and make me want to hit people. Now, there's nothing more for me to say. What do you think, dude? I I so badly want to give Rehab a chance, you know, because I really just want him to impress me with this music. But every time I listen to his tracks. I just get so fucking bored, okay? I think it's cool to see him team up with someone like an Andy Grammer again, but there's nothing special, nothing inspiring, and nothing attention-grabbing in this, okay? Even Andy Grammer, who I'm actually a big fan of, fell flat on this. I don't know how Rehab grinds out so many tracks. It's almost like he's a machine, which really kind of gets me wondering about his <laughs> artistry, but I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Oh, All man. right, Shot- Shotgun's coming out here. Oh, the pitchforks, I mean. Here we go, baby. I might need some help with the pronunciation of these names, all right? But we got Issam Al-Najjar, Loud Luxury, Ali Gaty. I think you screwed up Loud Luxury. Oh, fuck off. They teamed up for this <laughs> song called Turning Me Up, in parentheses, Hadal Abek. Take a listen to this. You're turning me up.
Oh, all right, I'm taking a drink in, ahead of this oh, one. Oh no, dude! What happened? It's just again, you know. Okay, th this one actually does piss me off for a different reason because. Oh god. I, I, I was taking a listen to some of Isam's music, and he is really fucking talented. Oh, like, yeah. Really, really talented. And it's for that reason that this song pissed me off, because what the hell is that melody? Like, da, da, da. like it, it's like, I, I, I don't know why they would think this is necessary to pair with a vocalist and with the style of someone like Isam. Like, it, it, it's almost like they completely ignored the the background mm -hmm. of the people they had coming onto this yeah not just a song but ali as well right and hadal it, it, it just it, it's like what the fuck was this like it, it's like they were just slamming them into their regular poppy edm yep. beat and it just it, it was almost offensive i'm just like what the fuck is this what are they doing here's something that i think that because i could see what they were trying to do try to bring in you know those different well, i wouldn't even say bring in the influences and i'm not sure how they brought in the influences but wanted to bring those you know their talent and introduce them to the western world which i definitely have to give you know tip to the hat for but they it just was done in such a cookie cutter way it feels like they just baked you know fresh thing of cookies and brought right out like and they were like oh look this is i got cultural diversity on here like no you fucking didn't you didn't do shit so it's really pissed me off man as you can probably tell and i'm gonna go as far to say that as some you teamed up with the wrong people you should have gone with someone like Jax jones because he would have done it proper for you dude i you know man you honestly took the words right out of my mouth um because you are so fucking spot on so incredibly cookie cutter, which is such a shame because Issam Al-Najjar is a 17-year-old kid from Jordan. And, you know, he's super talented. Ali Gadi, who is an amazing singer, is super talented. Everyone played it safe. And in the end, it's a track that's just pretty forgettable, man. It's really, really unfortunate. All right. One last one for the new music section. Let's hope that we can turn Alex's bad, crabby-ass mood around because you're bringing me down. You're bringing me down, and I'm not appreciating it. I'm but negative, Lancy, this one. Yes, you are. I'm the Crunchwrap Supreme, baby. Let's go. Let's see if San Holo can turn that frown upside down. Brand new track called Black and White. Let's give it a spin. I don't think I've ever had an episode where I've been basically on all the new music. Um, this was... Okay, so I will say this. I thought the drop was actually pretty pretty nice. I, yeah. I did like the drop. And I liked how he incorporated the instrumentals in there. Um, and this new direction that San Holo has been going in with this more future uh, type... I mean, he's always been like that, but you know what I'm saying. It's like this almost like lighter area future yeah, yeah. sense. Like totally. almost very hand-in-hand -hand with like, a, a, you know, gaming and stuff like that, I'd, I'd, I'd say. I just... I, I found this annoying. If I'm perfectly honest, I found this song oh, annoying. Oh my god! Aside from the drop, I just... I just... I don't understand like, you know, the, the vocal samples he's using and then how he's manipulating it. I just didn't think it really worked or hit that well for me. Uh, but the drop was good. It just... I, if I could take the drop, That'd be perfect. But the rest of it, uh, it, it's okay. Nothing special. And it's such a shame because I actually really do like San Holo. It's just his more recent endeavors and direction just personally hasn't been for me. Uh, for a lot of people, this probably will hit. And I have a feeling to me you're going to like it more than I do. Uh, but just for me personally, this just doesn't quite do it for me. This is like a middle of the line, you know, kind of playing it safe type of song. 
Dude, I gotta say, I think San Holo really put something spectacular together here. All spectacular. Right. Yeah. Really? I, yeah, absolutely, dude. I really I'm loving those organic instruments. It's very uplifting. It has an airy feel to it. Really nice calming vocals. I was I honestly came into this not expecting to like this song, and in the end, I came out as a fan. My God, I'm he's really, a real really crutch trap. You are a crutch trap super man. Dude, I'm just digging the chill vibes, you're man. Like I'm digging the you're chill. You're like the taco deluxe version, not the regular tacos. You're like excuse the me, sir. Version. It's a crunch wrap supreme. Get it right, okay? <laughs> Alec, I'm so sorry that you did not enjoy the new music that we just covered, but I'm really hoping that these next two tracks will really make you stop in your tracks okay because of course we're talking about the new music from artists that we're watching and we're starting off with an og somebody that we featured a long time back but he just came back with the fire fucking remix or reimagination whatever you want to call it but we're talking about fate that's right you all have met your fate when you listen to his rendition of sierra leone take a listen Well, first of all, I must commend Fate for having some cojones uh, because it takes some cojones to remix or reimagine a classic dubstep song by oh, yeah. Mount Eden. I'll put the, I'm pretty sure most people have heard of it in case you haven't, it will be in the show notes because the, the original by the same name, Sierra Leone, is just an absolute classic. Absolutely. Right? But Fate really did a good job here. I feel like what I appreciated the most about it was that it paid homage to the original and kept enough of that intact even down to some of the the structural layers but put on his more you know his own sound and his own twist on it in a slightly more modern format that i think it really paid off because it's very hard when you approach something like a classic like this right like you don't want to you don't want to disrespect the original but you also don't want to stay so close to it you're like why did you even try it but i think he really uh, it's a thin line and i think he walked across it beautifully i think it was very well executed um for someone you know of his standing in the scene someone who's growing i think this was a very ambitious attempt and i think he pulled it off dude really really pumped up on this because now we're getting some positivity out of you out of you you're, you're, <laughs> Finally, you're there smiling baby you're smiling i love to see it you look beautiful over there dude I got to tell you, man, EDM champions, we're serious. If you do not know the original by Mount Eden, Sierra Leone, you need to check that out. We're going to have it in the show notes because this track is widely lauded as the track that opened up a lot of people to dubstep. I can already feel myself flashing back to 16-year-old me finding Sierra Leone for the first time. And anyone who dares to remix this song is seriously up against it, like Alec had said. But, dude, Fate took this shit to another level. He paid serious respect to the original, especially... At that break, at the one minute yes. and 45 second mark, yes, that shit yes, was yes. amazing, amazing. Yes. And I never talk about timestamps on the pod, but you got you to gotta just check that out. The drops were hard hitting, but you still feel like you had that old school magic. And that's the beauty of this reimagination by fate. Alec, let's keep it going, baby. Let's get let's get a little bit bass heavy again. Let's go. We're talking about Tenebrax, somebody that you had featured on the pod. Woo. Brand new track called PVO. Let's give it a spin. I'm 
man, there's some heat coming out of this one. I think I see some smoke coming out of the speakers when I was playing this, you know. That's it, right. It, it was, I don't think it could, you know, it, it's definitely got some heat, right? It's got some intensity. Uh, but I don't think the smoke was originating from that because I, I think actually the speakers just couldn't quite recognize the frequencies this was on because, right on. dude, the, the, the right rhythm on. of it and then with the frequencies, these were somewhat alien, not alien, because it wasn't alien sounding, you know, in terms of a space theme, but it was just some sounds that you wouldn't really have normally heard before. And I, th- I feel like, to be honest, for dubstep, that's kind of hard and rare these days to hear because people have really just explored that full spectrum of the, totally. you know, stank face you know, imbuing type of sounds, right? The ones where, we, ooh, like, what is that? Right. But right, he's dude. managed to do it again with, and I'll tell you, he put a rhythm into it and it never ceases to amaze me how these people think of these sounds and put them into rhythms. It's it's unbelievable. And I think he did a fantastic job with that. So shout out to Tenebrax. Stay killing it, my man. Let's go, dude. Let's go, dude. I'm just feeling super inspired by all these incredible underground artists trying new things. Tenebrak has never shined brighter before, and PVO is a testament to how far he's come and where he's going. This song seriously, seriously bangs. You can feel your heart racing, but dude, wow. We just we just ripped through like six brand new tracks. Some good, some not so good. I only consider two. We only really... (laughs) Those other, those first four tracks did not even they count, count as music. They don't, count. That, they that, don't even that count. Was me, that was me warming up, opening my, opening my diaphragm. I love that, brother. I love that. Can you continue to open up your diaphragm and let the EDM champions know how they can get, <laughs> get connected to all this great music that we just talked about? Let's give it. Oh, yes. Yeah, so EDM champions, you already know if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you can visit our website, beyondthebeats.co, navigate to the show notes section, and you'll see episode 96 under the 2021 tab and while you're at it feel free to check out what we talked about before we've got a lot of episodes so definitely some stuff worth checking into there you can also reach us on our socials instagram we're at btb.pod and twitter we're at pod btb and then if you want to send us the modern day form of a, a letter i.e an email you could say uh dear crunch rap supreme samir singal and i guess i'll take negative nancy this week so negative nancy alec um right and you can email that to connect at beyond the beats.co thank you brother thank you for doing that man and uh Alec, you, you, are you feeling all right over there, man? You're getting a little, you got a little negative, but we, we're pumping up that positivity right now. How you doing over there, man? You feeling good? What's going on? Yeah, I was, I was doing okay. You know, it's one of those days where you, you just, your productivity is not quite where you want it, right? And I'm mm. quite an A-type person in the sense that I expect perfection every day. <laughs> like yeah, every day I totally. expect to be killing it. But today just wasn't quite one of those days. Like I woke up, got some good stuff done. You know, I, I wake up early to read you know, as we've been talking about offline. So I, I was up at like 5, 5.30, reading a bit, got some work done. But then by 7.30, I just start getting anxious, right? It was kind of mm. weird. And so what I find sometimes is when you're not, when you're not balancing yourself in terms of looking at your goals for the week or keeping, you know, good track of recognizing your accomplishments and what you've done for the week, sometimes when you've got a lot of stuff on your plate, it can feel quite overwhelming. So yeah. I was in this place where even by 7.30 in the morning, believe it or not, I was like, oh my God, I've got so much shit to do. You know, I've got no time, but it's 7.30 in the morning. Um, so one thing that I, I've learned and I've been working on is just really making sure to dial that back and recognize the achievements I've been doing for this week and even what mm. I've accomplished during that morning and really planning out my day. And this is, you know, we're, we're both busy people. I'm sure a lot of the people on the podcast can relate to this and they're busy too. But it's just important to recognize what you what you've done 
uh, and accomplish during the week, during the month, whatever have you, whatever time scale. And really just make sure that you're taking care of yourself and adhering to whatever balance that you're putting into your life. So I think, you know, this morning was a nice little reflection point for me because I was like, hold, hold on a second. You're actually doing a lot. You're doing real well. It's yeah. okay to have, you know, an off day. I think that's really, yeah. that's kind of what's going on with me. One thing that I really appreciate about you, man, and you've done this a few times this year, especially is that, you know, you'll just send me a message and you'll be like, dude, like we just hit this milestone, dude, we just did this. Sure. We just did that. Let's take a moment to really, you know, congratulate ourselves and really take a deep breath and say like, wow, we've come so far. And I really appreciate that about you, man. So that's the sort of positivity that I need. And I hope that I can bring myself to, to that level to provide that sort of positivity to you and to the EDM champions all around the world. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It's it's partly selfish too, because it's also like, that's also part of the practice, right? Is you, totally. You, you got to, there's, there's one thing thinking it, another thing writing it down, and then it's another entire thing communicating it to someone else. So. Totally agree. There you go. Totally agree. Before we dive into the news and culture, I really want to quickly give a shout out to our man, Mike from Los Angeles. He's an entertainment lawyer out there. He's a longtime EDM champion. And what I love about our community and what he has written into us is, you know, it, it allows us to learn something and allows us to grow. And I really quickly want to read what he said to us about our episode that related to the Justice versus Justin Bieber legal battle. And, and he's a lawyer, so I really appreciate his context here. And he says here, Trademarks are government-sanctioned monopolies on vocabulary words. They are not unlimited or omnipotent. Instead, the monopoly exists only in certain categories of services slash goods and are use it or lose it. Part of that responsibility means you are obligated to proactively patrol your marks. It's not about whether justice, the, the band that is suing Justin Bieber for copyright infringement, it's not about whether justice has a reasonable expectation of halting Bieber's commerce. It's about patrolling their mark to defend its integrity so they can keep using it. If they let this go without a challenge, it weakens their mark really appreciated that sort of context mm, because I never justice, thought about it baby, that way. Team justice, baby. Here we go. I, I'm, I'm starting to switch over because I never thought about it that way that like, you know, this is a mark that represents justice. This is something that they've held for quite some time. And although their claim to the copyright might be a little bit thin because again, it's a cross, it's like a 3D cross. So it's a little bit thin. No, I do no. appreciate the fact that if they let this, um, this use of this symbol go unchallenged, it weakens their claim to it. So I could certainly appreciate that and it sets a bad precedent. So thank you, Mike. You are a true EDM champion. Really appreciate you. Alec, let's get right into it, baby. News and culture. Let's talk about this, all right? EDM champion question of the week. And Brett from Arizona wrote in and he asked this, would you still recommend buying secondhand tickets for festivals and shows? Ooh, Ooh, and I'm assuming the context of this question is going to be for 2021, right? Yeah, 2021, kind of post-pandemic world that we're living oh, in where man. events are on, then they're off, and then they're on, and then they're off. You know what I mean? Like okay. people have the ability to roll over. Some people, you know, they don't. And So, sorry, just real quick, a couple things. I think, first of all, it depends on what state you're in, if I'm being perfectly honest. If you're in Florida or Texas, you're good to go. Yeah, they're going to be having shows no matter what. I think they set that precedent very clear. Talk think, about precedents, yeah. I, I seriously, like, I genuinely believe that's a surefire bet. So yeah. if you're if you're wanting to go to a show in Texas uh, or Florida, go ahead buy those secondhand tickets because I I don't see how those things are going to be moved. Other states, 
might be a little bit more questionable. Unfortunately, you do have to recognize that this has almost become politicized somewhat, right? Like it's become a politicized issue. How open yeah. are you? Which is, it, it, to me, it's mind boggling. It shouldn't have ever happened. But, um, it, you know, and it's it really is seemingly more revolved around the politics of it rather than how is the state doing? Uh, what's the size of the events and the festivals that you're doing? But I do think if you're on any of the coastal uh, states on either coast, west or east, I think you do need to be more wary of buying uh, tickets, especially for, for larger ones. So to just do your research into the state and the legislations there and what really the perception is of the pandemic and its response. So Alec, I hear what you're saying about, you know, kind of checking what the perception of the pandemic is in the various markets and the festivals and the shows that you're looking into. I hear what you're saying on that. Right now, because I am such a major proponent of buying like secondhand tickets and, you know, like saving some money that way. I've talked about it before on the pod. Right now, I'm saying blanket statement. No. Yeah, I, I'd lean that way too. But go on. I, I think I think that's a good that's a good bet. And the reason being is that, you know, all these festivals, all these shows are giving the option or opportunity for people to roll over their tickets to like another another iteration. Right. And, you know, because there are so many unique situations and challenges that are coming up because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I believe that there is also a higher chance for fraud or for somebody to get, you know, for somebody to be scammed. Uh, I believe there's a higher chance for that to happen, right? Like, here's an example, and I'm not, I'm going to call it like XYZ Festival. Let's just say I have a, I have a pass to XYZ Festival, right? And I received it and, you know, I want to sell it to somebody else. So I sell it to them, right? I could maybe write into the promoter of that festival or something and I could say, hey, I, ha- I got COVID. I can't come to the festival. Like, could you issue me a refund or could you just roll over my ticket into the into the next iteration and like nullify my wristband, right? And I'm concerned that there are going to be opportunities for that to happen where people can just lie about like getting COVID and not wanting to come to the festival because they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to put others at risk and then promoters, you know, obliging to that. Now that festival wristband's already been purchased by someone. Okay, this person now has a ticket for the next iteration of the festival. So they collected money from the person they sold it to on a scam and they rolled over the ticket to the next year. And those are just like some of the unique situations that I'm concerned about. You know, again, I am a massive proponent of buying secondhand tickets, but I know for myself, I'm not going to be doing that for, for a while unless I know the person and I trust the person. Alec, all right, let's talk about a place where you can't get scammed. Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> what? Virtual festivals, you oh, can't dude. get scammed at, baby. No, don't you say can't that. Get yeah. scammed we at. don't know. Maybe right now you can't. But Maybe future, for now you can't. You might. You might be. But dude, Porter Robinson has announced Secret Sky Two, his second edition of his virtual festival. All right, and it's set to take place on April twenty fourth, the day after his album comes out. All right, and uh, dude, I gotta say. The lineup is the is lineup on this is Holy crazy, crap. dude. Oh man, I, I'm just. I wish this was in person. I want. I want to point out some names here. Okay. All right, let's dude. do it. Let's do it. Bauer, boys, <sighs> noise. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna save one of these back to backs for you because I know you're excited to talk about <laughs> it. Lax City, dude. No Rome, obviously. Porter Robinson. But hold Rez- up. Hold up. And artists we're watching, Lax City was one of the first people That's that right. we've ever shouted out. So shout out to him. That's big time for him. Shout out to the UK scene there. Good job on him. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. 
Rez is on this as well. Wave Racer, so, so many more. But Alec, who, who, okay, this is back to back. I'm, I'm shocked to see it out here. Shocked. Who are we, who are we talking about though? Oh, Imani, right? That's what an artist we're watching. Back to back, bunching. Another artist that we're watching. Three artists that we're watching. Oh. I just want to kind of give ourselves a pat on the back. We kind of got the pulse on some good fucking tunes, man. We, we really do, man. We really do. But Amadu back-to-back bunch of champions, like, that's going to be an absurd fucking back-to-back. Absurd. Yeah. Just absolute insanity. And I'm very, very surprised to see it on here because... I don't know how much into the Nero that people, uh, you know, are really going to be into in the North American market. But then again, it does make me wonder, Samir, and I, I wonder how much uh, insight that maybe you could provide or maybe some of the champions could, because I, I really wish I researched this more. But what do you think the demographic breakdown is for the virtual attendees of Second Sky? Like, I wonder if it branches into some other markets a bit more because we saw with last year's second sky Mm -hmm. he definitely was reaching a little bit more into other markets right the asian market particular too or maybe paul robertson saying fuck it they've these boys got some talent so we're putting them on and i wouldn't put it past porter for doing that right he's a cultivator Mm -hmm. a curator i should Mm -hmm. say he's a real curator of uh you know tasteful sound so uh, what are your thoughts on that dude i I mean i think the team behind Porter Robinson's Secret Sky definitely has a lot more insight as to like what hits, what's getting popular around the world than than we certainly do. I mean, he's partnering up with people like Golden Voice or Brownies and Lemonade. And so clearly these these promoters, this group has some serious insight as to what's really coming up. And of course, Porter Robinson's affinity to be a curator like you had just called him, Alec, is is unmatched, dude. And when you have somebody like Porter Robinson at the helm, Putting on his own festival like we saw for ourselves at Second Sky, you know that Porter Robinson's all about uh, creativity and really all about variety. And that's something that I really appreciate about what he's doing here. I am so incredibly excited for this year's iteration of Secret Sky. But this is also coming after the day after his album is released. So his album Mm. is released on April 23rd and Secret Sky happens on Saturday, April 24th. So the big question is, are we going to be hearing a lot of Porter Robinson's, perhaps Porter Robinson's live show of Nurture, the new album in Secret Sky? Mm. My guess, though, is uh, is no. I don't think that we're going to be seeing the full live show of Nurture. I definitely think we're going to get some of those, you know, live elements of his new album. But, you know, to kind of in my opinion, to kind of broadcast your full live show for your brand new album literally the day after it comes out on a live stream that can be repurposed and, you know, re you know, rewatched. I don't think it's such a great marketing ploy or marketing technique for what will obviously be a new tour for his album. I don't know. I don't know. Because here's the thing, man. He's leaned very heavily into the VR experience, right? Which mm-hmm. kind of brings us to the next point, which is that Oculus has teamed up with them to provide a, a, a you know an incredibly enhanced VR experience of what's yeah. going on. So you could still access it through uh you, you know desktop app on Chrome, on Safari, whatever have you, and get kind of that 3D, you know, environment experience. But if you really want to see the 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 totality of Porter's team's vision, then you need to have the oculus so i don't know man he might be putting on the tour there just is really kind of a testing point to see 
how live shows can be translated into the virtual environment. So I might side with you more because it's only a day yeah, after yeah, exactly. the release, but at the same time, it, it could go the other way too. And it's kind of just more of an incentive for people to to join, mm. uh, you know, the the stream as well. So I don't know, man, maybe it might be, in my opinion, I think it's kind of going to be like a, a mix mash of it. Right? Like it might not be the full live show or experience that he's intending but here's the thing about doing it in a virtual environment is that you do get some affordances that you can't quite do yeah uh you know in person but absolutely you are, technology still does limit us in terms of you know what the overall experience is right but i think that porter wants to push the the boundaries on that and that's made no clearer than partnering with facebook for this absolutely right, for for oculus absolutely dude honestly <laughs> This uh, this virtual festival is like almost enough incentive for me to just go run out and buy an Oculus headset, just because I really no want to see what it's. I really want to see what it's like. But dude, love that we're talking about what's going on in the virtual space. Let's talk about what's going on in the physical space. Alec, love this article that you just threw on here, my man. Why don't you lead this one in? I think we're gonna have a really great conversation, a really great discussion on this. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely, champions. Can can you imagine being in a war? ravaged country partying not to any type of music but to dance music i i I, it just seems so unimaginable and so foreign and alien to me that there could be underground events going on while there is a war and that's exactly what's going on over in syria it's incredible because these two just geniuses right I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best here, here because I, I'm like kind of re rereading it in my head. Sadekuri and Madi El Laham. There we go. That's pretty. Yeah. That's that sounds pretty legit. I mean, Thanks, then again, I, I don't know how much my two cents is worth. <laughs> right, certainly right. not. Certainly not worth two cents. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but you know, they're, they're absolute geniuses, and also it's just they are truly connected to the core culture of dance music right right mix mag did a fantastic article about this where they they really go through the story of how they've come together and have formed pretty much the first underground like house music Mm -hmm. techno music scene Mm -hmm. going on in you know the the middle east and certainly uh, you know it's expanded beyond syria into other middle eastern countries but certainly in syria too like you know in damascus like having the uh, damascus sorry like having underground techno clubs going on while they're shelling yeah it's just something that doesn't even seem you know to be it's not not something i can even ever imagine and i think what's very interesting about this is that whenever you see culture cultures going through a time of crisis yeah yeah crisis there is usually an uptick in the underground scene for arts and culture mm-hmm. and also specifically tied to dance music like let's not forget the whole reason that house music came about in the united states and was formed in chicago and in new york was because of cultural struggles not necessarily i'm not saying it's to the same degree necessarily just right? a different it's, it's type different. of a different type it's of different. struggle yeah exactly so there wasn't like a, a war in a sense that people were getting shelled by their own government which yeah, is yeah. what's going on in syria which by the way just to say if people you know it doesn't get as much coverage as it probably should but to date you know during you know the years of civil war there's been over half a million people killed in syria yeah and over 6.6 million syrians have been 
displaced from right. their homes. Yeah. So just to show just you know the the severity of this situation. So it really makes an impact when you hear the founders of these movements and of these underground parties saying that, and I quote, people were in actual need of these kinds of parties. It's a release of the pressure that young people who are not able to do anything for their future, for years, they've been waiting, surrounded by mortars, military operations. It was an opportunity for everyone to release their stress. Mentally, it was part of who we are and how we release the stress of being in a war zone. Mentally, literally, our parties were our form of survival to find something where we could unwind our minds from the war. Powerful stuff there. Yeah. And so it just yeah. shows the power of electronic music extends beyond, <laughs> I'm going to say a little pun here, beyond the beats, right? And it taps into something much deeper, right? Some type of cultural uprising, not just a form of expression, but a form of unity of people mm. standing united in the face of division. And that's something that we've seen time and time again throughout history, throughout wherever geographic location you travel to, electronic music is always used as a form of expression and as a way of bringing people together in times of polarization. Absolutely, dude. Um, you just put that so so beautifully and you know, I just find myself getting like a little emotional just kind of thinking about like how Oh, I was reading know, I was getting emotional, man. Absolute, I was absolutely. I was getting super emotional about it. Like it, it's be it's tragic, but it's beautiful. It, it really gives you really gives you hope, right? Like even in the darkest places in the darkest hours, superficially, there's light and people absolutely. find a way to come together. It just goes to show you how powerful of a force dance music can really be in providing people with hope, in unity, in connection. And in, in a way, a home, right? A home that you feel safe in. And uh, really want to read this quote out here because I think uh, this quote really, really impacted me from this article. And first off, massive shout out to the author of this, Zab Mustafa. She's a wonderful writer. And this was a wonderfully done, wonderfully done article. So thank you for we'll, writing we'll this. Put, we'll put her socials and stuff in the uh, show notes as well. Absolutely. Definitely give her a follow. And the quote from this article reads, Organizing a party in Syria is no simple task. Saadi and Mahdi often faced the difficult job of arranging safe routes to the venue to ensure attendees weren't at risk in streets where there were shelling and mortar attacks. At times, the party would go on while shelling was happening outside. I can't even begin to imagine this that sort of scene. And these young people, these these not even young people, these partygoers, these revelers who just wanted some sort some sense of normalcy a sense of escape a, a sense of belonging a community they they risked it all so they can find that and they found that in dance music and that should just go go to show you how incredibly powerful and impactful our scene can be on lives all around the world and um yeah. i'm just so happy that you know i got a chance to learn a little bit more about these two these two wonderful people here who are just really providing a safe haven for a lot of folks in in a time of crisis when looking at things from the the superficial level in terms of how the music sounds the energy that's evolved in it it's just it's quite naturally quite emotional right and even when it's yeah. minimal it, it's got emotion connected to it but beyond that you also add in the additional emotional layer of why people are congregating and listening to this music. Oh, yeah. So it's it's almost like a, it's a compounded effect, right, of, of stress relief, of a sense of unity, 
of connection. And this is a story and a topic that I would point people who say they don't understand dance music to. Oh, right. This is why I would say if you don't get dance music, you think it's kind of hippie, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay, uh, granted, there's some weirdness to it, I will admit. Right. right. There's right. some eccentricity to it. But for people who say they just don't get it, like they don't understand why people are so into it, right? If they think it's all about drugs and all about partying and letting loose, they don't understand really what everybody who goes to uh, a festival, uh, their local club, right. the type of connection that people feel. Right, even in the Western world, where people may not face the same exact problems as those mm. people do, in this case in Syria, when you point them towards this, someone who doesn't understand, and you see the reasons why people go, that's when I think people it may start to click for them, yeah, a little bit more, dude. That that I think is a perfect way to cap off this conversation, man. I mean, that is so well said, and honestly, this article really helped me kind of realize just like how how small our problems are when you think about the conflicts that are going on around the world. You know what I mean? I'm thankful that I can, you know, well, I used to be able to and I will be able to in the future. I'm thankful that I can be able to go to a club or go to a festival without having to hear bombings or mortars going off just, you know, 100, 200 feet away from me. I'm thankful that I can feel safe in the environment that I party in. And it makes me feel hopeful too, It makes man. me feel like, hopeful, I, yeah. I, I, that, like, for me, that's obviously the being thankful is a big part, but I think the hope is a really important thing. It's like, there's so much bad going on, yes, but the only way we're going to overcome that is by recognizing the opportunities for bettering ourselves and for becoming more connected. And this that's is good. just a story that makes me feel so hopeful because it just shows that even in the darkest of times, you can always find some love. Let's go. Even in the darkest times, you can always find some love. Dude, Alec Prieto started off negative, bringing the vibes, and that's yeah, what I love exactly. to see. That's go. what I love to see. The Vibe King is back. EDM champions, speaking of vibes, peep this. Friday, April 23rd, the next update of our Chillin' Chillin' playlist is coming out. 20 new tracks added onto the playlist. You're gonna Ooh. love it. Full on vibes. It's a playlist that I update every two weeks, and I love putting it together for everybody because I'm feeling good, and I want to express how good I'm feeling with all of you. So get tapped in, head to the show notes, and you can find those show notes at beyondthebeats.co. And don't forget, if you got an EDM champion question, all right, if you want to hit us up, if you want to talk to us about what you're what you're listening to, hit us up. Instagram at btb.pod and our Twitter is at pod btb. All right. Thank you, sir, for plugging that. Please do reach out to us, champions. We've got lots of questions that have come in, but we're always looking for more. We quite literally put it onto a Google Doc and we have all these questions that are ready to go at totally. some point. All right, Samir, before we dive into the penultimate section of the Beyond the Beats podcast episode, the what are we listening to section, can you please remind all of our EDM champions out there that may have forgotten, as well as introduce those who are new, how we rate songs. Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale and it ranges from levels one through five. Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. 
Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist, and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. All right, thank you, sir. I think I know where I want to start off, all right? Because this was this was some I just stumbled across this. Okay, I stumbled upon this. Wasn't aware they were putting out music, but pleasure state. Okay, that's Lee Foss, Annabelle England, and MK. That motherfucking K, you already know. Let's they go. teamed up for a two-track EP break away. Which one are we going to play for the champions here? Alec, I think I'm going to have to go with Take My Time. Let's mm. give that one a spin. This is a good vibe. Oh, that's a good oh let's go. First time we said vibe. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Mm, but dude, I, I I was actually really about this. I thought just just so cleanly produced, right? There's just something Absolutely. crisp about it. It was just, mwah. it was just absolutely chef's kiss. Crisp, chef's kiss right there. But this is definitely something I could have a nice crisp Chardonnay to, right? It's certainly one of those type of songs, and I really really love to do that in fact i may do that this weekend dude i'm really excited about that man because i gotta first of all thank you for putting this on the show notes because let's just start by talking about how great annabelle england sounded on both of these tracks is it england england i I don't know how to say i'm saying england that's my american accent okay e-n-g-l-u-n-d champions decide for yourselves annabelle i'm so sorry if i'm fucking up your name i'm rolling with it bro her range is absolutely incredible and, you know, let's talk about the production now. We got, you know, MK and Lee Foss. I never knew that they had a project together, but I'm glad it's here. You can really tell that this is some raw house music right here, baby. Raw. Almost like what it sounded like in the early 2000s. It's not like terribly loud. It's not like terribly in your face. It's the kind of tracks where you can just sway to with the beat and enjoy life. And if you're Alec, you're having a nice glass of Chardonnay, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. But speaking of, well, not speaking of songs, the absolute opposite. The right? absolute the, opposite. Absolute Throw that shit in reverse. Let's go. Antithesis, okay? Chuck out the Chardonnay, replace it with a solo cup and some grain alcohol. All jungle right? juice, because baby. Jungle juice. Here we go. Tramper. I feel like we haven't talked about him oh, a yeah. lot on the podcast but welcome back to the podcast sir tramper straight out from the uk he's teamed up with killer p and volgatron for a track called generals take a listen let's fucking go baby this is what I'm talking about right here. I almost cannot believe this came from Trampa because it feels so out of left field. It seems like a new direction in his sound and I am 150% here for this shit. 
couple that with the MC's Killer P and Volgatron, and you got yourself a banger. But here's the thing. It's not a banger that you just kind of, you know, it's not the banger that you kind of just like mosh to, right? It's more mm-hmm. so you're getting lost in those gritty bass lines, which which just embody the spirit of some old school dubstep. Hey, this is what we need, Alec, right here. We need people to be, be making more of this because right now we're in these loudness wars. Who can be louder? Who can be louder? But there is beauty and there's groove that can be found in bass music if you just temper it back a little bit and go back to the roots. Trampa did that with Killipi and Volgatron. What did you think here? Uh, I love your analysis there, man, because I couldn't agree with you more. He, he's found, you know, the the nice little combination of old and new with this. Like, he's kept the, the real grittiness to it that we've yeah. come to know his songs for. I mean, just think about it, like Rocket Fuel, oh. uh, Headbang Gang. Like, we're talking about some <laughs> awful, go, uh, awfully gritty sounding songs, right? And, and loud in that sense. And, uh, you know, it's just harsh, right? Just really gets you going. But this is certainly one that kind of, it has elements of that, but it does bring it back. You can hear that from the the use of the MCs as well. We've got kind of a little nod or tip of the hat mm-hmm. to the older style, uh, or I should rather say the original form of dubstep. So I'm really glad that he's able to incorporate that in. And I think it's going to be really interesting uh, for his uh, sets that he does live, as well as just for the more uh, songs that he puts out. It's going to be re- interesting to see how he incorporates this into his set. So I'm all about it, man. Bro, I love to hear that. I really, really love to hear that. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into rating these bad boys. We're starting off with the project by Lee Foss and MK Pleasure State. They teamed up with Annabelle England for these two tracks on the Breakaway EP. Alec, give me your thoughts. Let's go. Samir, this is going to be a track where I turn up the volume knob. This is a level three out of five. Just turn it up. This is, you know, as you're saying, it's not all about being just loud in your face here, but it's just got some clean, really well done production quality to it and some house groove. So I'm going to turn it up to make sure I enjoy it with my crisp glass of Chardonnay. Alec, could you pour me a glass of that Chardonnay as well, my friend? Because I'm right there with you, brother. Level three out of five. This is a turn it up. No brainer about this one, bro. I'm looking forward to getting up there to SF, hanging out with you. We throw this bad boy on. Maybe we're cooking some couscous or whatever. And, uh, you know, we got some Chardonnay with us. And we're just enjoying life. (laughs) We're just enjoying life. I don't know, Fucking couscous. Yeah, let's cook it up, man. Cook it up. I don't know, dude. All right, let's talk about this next one. Trampa, Killipi, Volgatron. Brand new track called Generals. Alec, give me your rating. What do you think? Oh, this, this, this is a hard one, man. I mean, we don't do dust balls here, so this is a hard one. Uh, uh, I'm going to... Okay, this is very, very solid. I'm going with a level three out of five. Just turn it up as well. I, I really want to see what he does with this. Yeah, I want to see what this would be in a live set. But, I, I, I'm, I mean, look, I, I would definitely go see Trampa live if I had the opportunity to again. But I think in a vacuum, this song is not necessarily something that would uh, completely push me entirely to go see it. But I'm all about this new direction and I want to hear more of it. So this is a very high, very solid level three out of five from me. Just turn it up because when this comes on, you you need to hear the bass a bit. So you got to really turn that volume up. Let's go. Yeah, you got to hear that bass, man. The only place to hear that bass in your face is at the fucking show. And I am giving this level four to five just bought tickets because I want to see more of this from Trampa. I this is this is it. This is it. All these other fucking bass producers, y'all need to step up. Y'all need to get clued into what Trampa's getting <laughs> oh into. God. Because this is some serious shit. I haven't been this impressed with like 
bass music in such a long fucking time, so I am Whoa. amped up on this. Let's go. Ooh, ooh, the big, big words there, my Big words. Fighting words. Fighting I'm coming words. out. I, I'm fucking coming out. Arms swinging. Let's go, baby. Let's go. But do you know what else is going to be super, super amped up right now, dude? It's the artists that we're watching. And episode 96 has two brand new artists that you all need to get onto your radars. And I'm so excited for my pick this week. I'm going first because you went first last time. I actually, oh, dude, I was about to say, you should have given me my redemption charts. <laughs> I actually remembered for the first week oh that it was God. you up. I was going to be like, oh, it's me. I remember. Okay, fine. Take it away, man. All you right, here we go. I'm really excited about this pick. I really am. And if you guys are looking for tunes to ponder life over or lay on, lay on a grassy field with or hold your loved one's hands to, then look no further than Juku, spelled J-U-U-K-U. Their ability to create beautiful, enveloping soundscapes is just unmatched. At one point, you feel like you're kind of floating through a cloud, and at another, you're zipping on a surfboard through the internet. But no matter what, no matter what, you'll always feel calm and welcomed. And that's what I love about their music. The world is also taking some serious notice to Juku. This is just absolutely incredible because they've got support from BBC Radio 1, Proximity, Diplo and Friends, Mr. Suicide Sheep, and many more. What's even more impressive is that Juku does all their own visuals and art. I mean, this is a true artist. They've got this shit on lock, and I'm really excited to see where this project goes, and you guys need to get clued in to Juku's brand new track called Warmth. Take a listen. That drop just hit something different, doesn't it? Mm. Just, whew, I, I I texted you before we went on air. I was just yeah. was like, wow, your pick is crazy. Seriously, I can't believe I've never heard of Juku before. So thank you for putting them on my radar. Just Juku just like does this very hard thing to do with any type of dance music, which is border or, or rather be in between a hard, heavy hitting bass line right mm-hmm. and chiller vibes but he does it he does it very very well like this has got some real rhythm that you could just kind of head bob to but it's chill and airy and makes you feel good so i'm very very impressed because that's certainly a hard thing to do because uh, usually one will kind of overpower the other and change the the mood or the vibe of the track dude the balance is there and i just want to give another big shout to juku because the warmth ep where this track is from is absolute fire it really, really is. And if you guys like tunes like this, you got to get clued into my chillin' chillin' playlist because I'm definitely going to be adding some Juku onto that playlist. But, bro, you already know. It's your turn now, baby. Alec, I love this. You're diving into a genre that just is ready to burst onto the scene. Oh, Give it to me straight, baby. Who are we talking about? 
booming is one way to describe this subgenre of dance music. So, ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions of the globe. I'm not going to do a crazy introduction here because I think the sounds speak for themselves and paint the proper picture. Wave. You might have heard of it. It's this trance type of infused trap or maybe trance is not even giving it the right title there. It's just futuristic sounding trap. So I want you all to picture yourselves in the year 3077. Kind of hard to picture, but imagine yourself being in a club, a futuristic sounding club, Blade Runner-esque, if you've ever seen that movie. Kind of has got those darker, grittier vibes, futuristic vibes, neon lights going off in the club in a dark setting. Without spoiling it too much further the scene, I think you're going to get exactly what that looks like when you listen to this. Ladies and gents, but EDM champions, please welcome Estral with Sound Blame. is absolutely the future you are so right you are so spot on we talked about this on last week's episode with i soren this is what i love about wave bro and i'm still exploring this and i thank you for helping me expand my mind and expand my interest in in wave because estrel is such a fascinating pick to add on to the artists that we're watching list and add on to you know my map of what the genre of wave looks like because again you know wave i feel like it just comes in so many different forms like here with astral's track blame the the synths these trance like synths just sound so wide and so enveloping it's like it's yep. almost giving you a massive bear hug while other artists don't really you know do that in the wave genre and that's okay that's their own style but that's what i love about astral right here giving like a new side of the genre of wave and this is an incredible pick what's got you so amped up on wave bro tell me about it well, I mean, you know, everyone knows the name Skeller, who's into uh, Wave, and he, he's really kind of painting the forefront for these enveloping soundscapes. I, I love how you say that, by the way. You've added that to my uh, vernacular. I, I love that, because it really is just the perfect term uh, for Wave. It's just really, this is the evolution of Trap, right? Which it, yeah, it, yeah. Trap has always been almost, in a way, more focused on the minimal, in a sense, right? It's about the beat and the rhythm, right? Whereas this adds in the layers of synths, that you don't really normally see in traditional trap and it just it, it, it combines you know the futuristic elements that come with that but it's still got that that heavy trap base to it and that rhythm that you can get to and it totally. really does a great uh, a job of just really making you feel like you're part of a of a futuristic you know world 
right, an imaginary world, a fantasy world. And I think that's what's really got me pumped up about Wave is that it's quite unlike really anything else that we've seen. And it's got so many ties to kind of technology, to gaming. It just seems where a lot of the new generation of Gen Z and even below, it's really moving towards. And you could just see so many, uh, you know, correlations with the advent of new technologies, how it goes along with our digital future and this is kind of the sounds that you would just inherently kind of associate or rather we've just been trained to now subconsciously associate with so that's what makes me really exciting is that this feels like it's not just a you know maybe a a bit of a fad right this feels like it's something that's really going to be taking off more into the future and to be fair this has been coming for a while it's nothing that's necessarily too new you know old school kind of like sci-fi movies like i mentioned blade runner is kind of the one it really draws a lot of inspiration from just the dramatic cinematic soundscapes that are yes. featured in you know the the sounds of some of those iconic futuristic movies but you know these lads and and gals are taking it to the next level and i'm just i'm all for it man i'm very excited to see how it goes and honestly i mean if you probably if you're someone that's been able to see this stuff live i'm jealous because i would love to see what this is like live i can only imagine what this is like paired with visuals absolutely dude dude you're such a you're such a sci-fi buff that like this is so (laughs) up your alley i swear to god this is really really so i wonder if people from the podcast would tell that i'm a sci-fi buff i mean i talk about it but i wonder if i I probably don't come off that way but big into sci-fi now they know now they know but dude Another two artists on the list. Another episode underneath our belts. Episode 96 is coming to a close. We're on the path to 100 episodes. And guys, before we go, really want you to think about what we just talked about with what's going on in Syria, right? How there can be hope found in the dance music scene at the darkest times. People will find a way to once again congregate. People will find a a way to once again connect with each other. And dance music... Dance music is the common denominator among all those people. And let's never forget that. We'll see you guys next week for episode 97. Stay safe. Be well. Take care of yourself. Peace.